Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Oh, man, I'm sorry I'm late. I don't normally do late. My apologies. Um, Just bear with me one second. I'm going to go and get my pad. Uh, There you go. Bear with me one second, guys. Okay, so tonight is Q and oh look, is you? There you go. Hey, for I think students are newly qualified, I guess. I don't know what's coming, but I'm gonna find out. Hey. Good e- evening. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm recovering from last night. Last night was heavy. Yeah. I still need to replay it, but it sounds good. I was going in and out. That's, that's okay. It was a very, um, I think mm. this is it. Like you've got Q and A tonight, right? And yeah. I think some something like that was a really good insight into the work that we'll be doing as social workers. And I know, I think I spoke to you briefly um, a few days ago, mm-hmm. and it's like I can tell that you've got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And, um, to to do the, to do this work. How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing good, you know. Yeah. Let me turn the TV off one second. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be all right, but it's not. All right. Cool. Lovely. All right. We're settled now. So, um, please introduce yourself <laughs> for the channel, and, and and then I'll take it from there. Okay. Cool. Hi, guys. So my name's Lashonte, and I'm a student. I'm a third year student. And yeah, I'm in the last stretch now. Um, and yeah, I created this page really just to document my journey and also to network, put myself out there, meet new people and gather as, as much knowledge as I can possibly get before I actually go out in practice. So yeah, that's a bit about me. Bit boring, but hey. <laughs> Not, at Not at all. And that's the thing, that that is what I did as well. I set up this platform. Well, actually, I was just a YouTube channel because I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about Hmm. Uh, um, Snapchat wasn't around, and I think when I was, oh, it might have been when I started studying. But I was looking out there for resources to help me yeah. understand how to social work, and there was nothing. Hmm. And so I said, I'm going to do it myself, and that's exactly what you've done because it helps you network and meet people, and you gain a lot of raw uh, knowledge, head knowledge, experience as well. It's been preparing you for the for the journey, so you've done really well. Thank you. You've done really well. So thank you anyway for coming on. And I guess um, the reason why we're here, good evening, everyone. I see some of you just waving and giving giving some props. Um, What we were doing, we were talking about, what should we, we were saying, what should we talk about? 
yeah. and I don't I don't usually like telling people what to talk about. I'm mm -hmm. like, what do you want to talk? About? You know what I mean, so I guess what I'll do, I'm listen. I'm going to put you in a hot seat um, and say, <laughs> and say, you don't speak like it. <laughs> what are we doing tonight? Is what I'm going to say. I think we we should talk about assessments. We should talk oh. about assessment. Okay. And prep, prep. Yeah. Okay. So guys, look, it's simple, right? I mean, I'm sure there are other questions coming yeah, through. Definitely. But what you need to do is you need to put your questions in the chat. Um, but today we're going to talk about assessments. Now, I primarily, just to be clear, I primarily work with children and families, and I do parenting assessments as well. On, um, I say on the side as well. I do some independent social work. But yes, um, and we can talk about that as well, like um, as an income stream as well. Mm -hmm. We can talk about. Like that but yeah i guess we some a lot of what we'll talk about is it can be applied to adults as well but yeah go for so where, where do you want to start with where do you want to start with this one okay i guess assessments what are they what would a type of assessment look like what do you do tell yeah, us sure, <laughs> sure. So, so assessments right are and it's, it's, that's a really good question. It sounds simple, but actually, it's an important question. What am I doing? What is mm. it? So an assessment is a word. I don't like to use the word with parents or, or you know, and children, um, young people. I don't like to use the word because it sounds too clinical, right? Mm. So I, I like to say to families, it depends on who I'm talking to. I'll say, look, I've got to do an assessment on you. I've got to gather in. And when they'll say, what does that mean? And I'll say, it means I'm going to gather some information to understand you so that we know how to help you. Right. We use it to, so an assessment is a number of things. It's a snapshot of the family. It's a pen picture, if you know what that means, like, um, like who is Lashante? Yeah, yeah. I've got you, yeah. All right. Um, and we can go into it a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, where does she come from? What's her identity? How does she feel? How does she think? What are the risks? So it's, like, it's dealing with whatever's on, on the table, um, but it, it takes a picture of you, but it does it in the form of writing, mm. yeah? So me and you's relationship, I'd have to write it down. And if Lachante ever came to me and said, I'm suffering from anxiety, mm. I can write down. If you and I had a good relationship, I could say, Lachante, this is who she is, and this is probably why she's acting this way. This yeah. is probably why she's unwell. So an assessment is a, is a picture of who you are, your strengths and your weaknesses. And the assessment also will provide a way forward out of the situation. It should do. So that's the aim. Yeah. So yeah. What we could do is we could, I'll, I'll just go for it again. So an assessment is a snapshot mm -hmm. of who you are. And assessment is um, typically, it's going to be dealing with, so for example, the shop. Conte, uh, you've got a child, the child's three years old and their child is uh, to school um, and sleeping. And then, you know, the referral is going to come from school and they're going to say, look, we're worried about Lashante's child. What's going on for the family? And I go to your home and I'm like, the home is a mess. And so there's a referral and that mm -hmm. referral will be in the assessment. And so, so the moment that I make contact with you, that's going to be a part of the assessment. What did I see? What did I hear? What did she say? What did she say in response to what I said? Mm -hmm. um, what, what, did the, what did your child say? What did your 10-year-old son say when I asked him, is mum beating you? Mm -hmm. When was the last time you ate? It's going to be in there so that we can understand what's going on. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a picture of all of our worries sounds complex yeah but what it is that you'll be given a template um mm -hmm. it's going to have about about 20 headings in it you may not cover them all but you're going to cover things like oh wow what? I'm, no i haven't got it i do got it i do got it you know what let me go and get this social work journal stay there mm -hmm.
I'm gonna see if it's in it, guys. You know, um, you know this, innit? Yeah. I'm giving away one of these, by the way. Oh, this one, unused. There might be something in it, right? I don't know if it's in it. But there's certain headings that they're gonna ask you for when you're doing your. I don't think they've got it in there, you know. My mistake. What is it there? Assessment framework. The assessment triangle. Yeah, I've got it. Look. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! There you go. There you go. So, like, see that there? There's got headings there. So, if you go to the purple section, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, so, let's say the referral comes in and says um, neglect. Mm -hmm. What is the what? What headings do we have on? Just pick any one. Um, basic care. So, basic care. So, is Lashante taking? Uh, what do you what does me as a social worker think about the basic care of the child mm -hmm. and i might come in and say well actually there's no concerns for the basic care of the child right so you may be beating that child but the basic care of the child meaning do they have appropriate clothing are they being fed do they have mm -hmm. appropriate living space you can come to a home and the home is upside down i've had that yeah. the home is literally upside down um what's their living space like you've got some parents who don't want you to come to their house because their home is completely inappropriate so is that a basic need a basic care do they have appropriate living space hmm. so it's whatever you want to see that you know no one's going to tell you how to write this assessment you've got to go in and evidence what you see and what right. you hear yeah so you might see a child that's got all the right clothes but their home is is, is their bedroom is like complete chaos i'm not talking about generally messy but scary chaos right you've got to document that well they're presenting the the way that um the they, they're being fed yes there's food in the cupboards yes they have clothing yes however their living space is completely inappropriate right yeah um I'm just checking if we've got any questions and can be a long time to write. It can take long. There's ways to write this. I'll tell you, the, you know, we can look at that, um, the listening social worker. Let's get into that a little bit in a, in a while. So, so the assessment is you taking a picture of the family within the context of the referral. Right. Okay. So I want you to use your um, imagination and just think of a scenario. Anything out from TV, from a movie, it doesn't matter. Just, just, just throw it out there, off the top of your head, because whatever you think in your head is actually happening. Um, like a child going missing or something. Good, good. So, find another section from the purple uh, heading from the purple section. Um, like a education. So, what and from we... the purple, wait, from the yeah. purple section. Yeah. Um, Education. Walk. It, no, because that was. Oh, yeah. it's back to so here. It's back to front. Yeah. Sorry, from the green section. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So section. from the green section, education. So, so education. That's our so, development needs. So when we, with education, this mm -hmm. is actually quite simple. So what we're doing is we're going to say, we're not going to just say, Johnny goes to Saint Mary's School. We're mm -hmm. going to contact the school right. with the parents' consent. They have to ask permission first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we have their consent, they'll sign a form. Once we've got that form signed, we can speak to whoever we feel necessary. And then we'll say to the school, tell us about Johnny's attendance. Because one of the big indicators of neglect or abuse is, is that if the child is going to school or not. Right. So what if their attendance is 70%? What would you say to that? Is that okay? Mm they're going for the most part yeah. but yeah you know what i mean they are going for the most part yeah so this is it is it anything no probably not it's bad so anything <laughs> below 95 anything below 95 people are going to work be yeah for sure right so you would write johnny goes to such and such school and he's and his attendance is uh 90 uh, 70 percent yeah mm. what is he doing 30 percent of the time that's true yeah <laughs> but johnny's going missing Mm. so you then say well are these authorized absences because the school's going to tell you you get, you send them a form and they're going to fill it out and send it back you copy it into the assessment then you can analyze it so they'll say johnny 
he comes to school, he's, he's not dressed properly. He comes in, he's sleeping, he doesn't look like he's eating, he's always hungry. He smells of weed. Yeah. Um, we don't, we've got 30% unauthorized absences. That's an indicator of what's going on. So you take that and you think, oh, something's going on here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you write that in the assessment. I'm concerned that when I asked his mum, where's Johnny? Mum says, I don't know. I thought he was in school. Yeah. Or, or mum might be making excuses if he's got a bellyache. You're going to get that a lot. Mm. He's got a tummy. He doesn't want to go in. Mum's making excuses for her son. Mm, and that's interesting. Like, go on. Go on. That is interesting. Why? Because what does that mean? You know, <laughs> I mean, like, what does that mean? Why would you make excuses? Okay. But I, but people do anything, you know. But it's like, what is there to hide? Why would you make excuses for that? Well, you've got to try and answer the question, actually. Mm. Go on. Go on. Because this is what you what you're just saying there. You you've done a really good thing. You asked the question. What does that mean? And why? Is mm. it? That's exactly the question you have to ask. Yeah. So yeah, I, I want you to try and answer it. So why would the mother basically make excuses for the absence of the child? Um. Why? Maybe she actually genuinely doesn't even know herself. So, so why would she make excuses then? That's true. No, no, because you're still right. Mm. She'd probably make excuses because she wants to deflect. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and also maybe it could be like the shame that if I was to say I don't know where he is, what does that, that look like for me? I look like a bad parent because where's my child? I, I don't know. So I'd rather just say he has a tummy ache, he's upstairs, but he actually isn't upstairs. So how would you draw, be able to draw that conclusion? <sighs> this is heat, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the thing is? I don't think I'll be able to like make that conclusion in the first no. contact with that person. Yeah, but how would you eventually be able to draw any conclusion like that? Getting to know, like, the mother and her character and what she values. Like, if she's solely talking about her parenting or how she's viewed by me and her worries about my involvement kind of shows that there's some sort of insecurity or some sort of, I don't know, reluctant scene. So I guess, I don't know, maybe that. <laughs> so, so you're on the right track actually i'm gonna be honest with you already i in my personal view you're gonna be a really good social worker mm. you gotta ask questions yeah. so your mind is actually already critical and and it likes to probe which is a skill you need yeah to write an assessment mm -hmm. you can't just say something you've got to kind of evidence it so you have to ask questions i asked mum why she's covering up for his absence and she said and whatever she says you can draw a conclusion from you get me but you have to ask questions so that you can evidence the answers you get okay. yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah so, so remember your number one one of your number one tools in assessment writing is um and i know i'm answering a question a lot broader than you asked it mm -hmm. but you got to ask questions upon questions upon questions and there are times when you're going to write in your system i think mum's colluding i've, I've had it so, so many times mm. the mum's going to support their child when their child's wrong you got to draw an analysis on that. And that's so. Is that your professional? Is that your professional judgment of the situation? What what you think is the case? Yeah. Mm. But you got to more based on what you heard. What you heard, yeah. Through, through the evidence, this is what you. Okay. Mm. saying she might not be able to manage him at home. She may be under pressure to get him to attend possibly getting a fine. Yeah, so she's going to make up excuses because she's afraid of the consequences. Mm -hmm. here, she most likely doesn't like how it looks from other points of view. Yep, all this judgment, it's kind of hard to draw a clear picture of it though. It is, and that's why you have to dig in because if you don't ask questions and you just hand in that assignment, assessment, 
they're going to send it back to you and say, we, there's questions you haven't asked. We need to understand them a bit better. Mm-hmm. So it's always important. And you know about um, like questions. Sometimes it can be quite like intrusive, don't you think? Like you're going to have to ask these difficult, very in your business questions, which I understand it comes with the role of social work. Like that's why we've got to do that. We've got to ask the questions that nobody wants to ask. But it's that fear, you know, like, is this too much? What would the response be to what I have to say? Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are not going to understand why we ask what we ask. So it's that fear, you know, like... What are you talking about? Fear of... I don't know. Sometimes the response will just ask it, like, those questions that nobody really wants to ask. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting. I mean, Diamond's Mitch is saying a huge part of social work is having difficult conversations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're gonna you're gonna upset people in it yeah <laughs> right and then that, that at that point it's that if you're not prepared to take some of that heat you can't be a social worker that's true in it because imagine her son's going missing yeah mm-hmm. we don't know how to help these people because we haven't got any information about them so what is he doing why is he doing it the question is is he being abused at home yeah and if he is and you're gonna be like uh not that you are but i'm just saying mm-hmm. uh, set the mom because that's real what you said you know mm-hmm. you upset the mom and dad i don't want them to feel funny about me re- re- realizing that dad is raping his son yeah that's real do you get me mm-hmm. and why is he going missing because of what you was afraid to do do you know what i mean wow. oh that's powerful yeah. that's the reality i guess like although it's difficult but at the same time a child is at risk and if we don't ask those questions we'll never know how to safeguard them that's real yeah uh, what i'll do by the way is i, I don't want to take off all the questions on, mm-hmm. on the screen you can address them if you want do you know what i mean um anything that you see that kind of rings up i actually have a question oh. you know okay i've got a question oh, so it says how do you complete an assessment with a family that does not want to engage Good question. So it depends on what the referral was. Mm-hmm. So the original referral, it, it could be something that is like, I hate to say it, but you know, very light, like nothing, nothing too serious. And the family, and and if it's not too serious, we will look at our threshold and think, well, what could we do with this anyway? Because mm. the parents might say, we don't want to chat to you. You discuss it with your manager. She doesn't want to talk to me. I've tried, I've tried, and she just, they're not having it. You don't have consent. They don't have to talk to you. Mm. So then we could say, right, we'll close it. But it's on record, tried, but we have to close it. We could um, then say, actually, I'm worried about this. So let's, let me think of an example. Mum hit their child. I'm, I'm using this classic like mum because there's a lot of our kids' mums with them. It's not dads. Yeah. yeah. Mum hit their child and there's a mark on their arm. When you go to the home, mum's like, I don't want, oh, when you phone mum, I don't want you lot in my life. It was a one-off, it's nothing. Puts the phone down on me. You call back the next day, puts the phone down on you. Go and do an unannounced visit. She won't let you in the house. This is what you're going to have to do. Listen, if a child gets hit and there's a mark, I'm going to speak to my manager and we're going to raise a strategy meeting, a call for a strategy meeting. And then we're going to discuss it there and the police, the education, the health, and your manager will all decide if this goes left or right. Mm -hmm. And then they'll most likely say, because of the fact that you brought it up, I don't know what that bubble means. What's that mean? (laughs) That's new for me. (laughs) You're speaking well. (laughs) Cool, cool. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably say, no, nah, this is a section 47 now. Mm. And, and then um, they'll say, right, we need to get out of there right now and let mum know what, what time it is. We now have, kind of have the right to see the child. Parents mm. can still resist, but we have the right to see the child. We don't have to get their permission to do anything now. But, but we can't still make them talk. So now, now usually, and I want to talk about, uh, let me just write this down. 
sure there's a lot of comments there. Mine don't scroll for some reason. I have to keep swiping. So, so now you're in there and you're trying to work with this mum because she's assaulted her child and left a mark. You've got to think, like, how am I going to do this so that I can help the family? Um, if, if you think about this as something penal, meaning punishment-wise, you're going you're gonna to get it all wrong. Mm -hmm. You only do that with families that are very belligerent and resistant for something serious. Okay. But for the most part, you've got to use a power, a superpower to convince them to work with you. You've got to get in their head. Mm. So a mum like that now, it's section 47, I need to see your kids. Um, alone. And I need to get their voice. Um, sometimes that, that works. Mo for me, I've been resisted maybe twice. In the last year and year and a half, I've been resisted t completely twice. Mm -hmm. And then I've got my foot in the door because we have to escalate our power. Mm -hmm. um, so if they don't want to work with you, see, this is the thing I was going to say, right? Um, and I'm going to come back to some of your comments. I know there's a lot there. This is why it's important, yeah? Some social workers, I've seen it in my own eyes, yeah? They go in there with their badge and their power and they rile everyone up. How? Hello, my name's John. Oh, I'm coming, I want to see, you know. Mm. Nah, nah, man. <laughs> nah. I'm coming different because mm. it's that relationship that you build is what's going to do the work. You get me? So people go in there thinking, because there's some social workers, let me be straight, some social workers are scared of some people. They're triggered. Everyone has, everyone has got someone that's going to trigger them either in fear or anger right. or to power you. You've got to watch yourself. Like, they're going to come in and, and sometimes and, and bulldoze their way in. And that gets everyone's backs up. Nobody wants to talk. Whereas what you need to do is sit, is, is that you've got to make a phone call to the family, yeah? And say, look, my name's, uh, my name's Lashante. We've got a referral about someone being hit. I'm here to help. Let's say there's some resistance. I don't want no help. Listen, listen. It's a section 47. Now, mm -hmm. listen. This is, this, this, there's only one way this is going to go. Let me help you. Yeah? You have to talk like that to people, even when they're not nice. And once they, they let their, and then say to them something like, this is called motivational interviewing. Yeah? <clears throat> what are you worried about? I don't want them in my business because... All social services do is what? Mm, take us away. <laughs> you say, look, you hit your kid. I don't mm. think about taking anyone's kids away, but I need to see your kids. I don't want it to escalate any further. It's already been discussed. You've, let's work together and get this done. You put in that work to build their trust. You've got 30 seconds. I'm coming around now. You can't come tonight. I'm coming tomorrow then but don't make it past tomorrow. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. What time? After school. Cool. You go around and you put in the work. Yeah. And when, they win, when you win their trust, you can do a nice assessment. Mm. Never flash your badge and wield your power. It's so bad for social work. Because you've got this thing called, there's different types of compliance conformity some people will change their behavior because they're scared some people will set up their well, they're worried about social work come changing everything and they'll prep their kids mm -hmm. so it's like you've got to go in there and then the parents like this go on do what you got to do i trust you mm -hmm. do you know what i mean um i'm not sure if i'm answering your questions fully though i'm, I'm talking away and I'm gonna yeah, i think it's good no you're flowing it makes sense yeah. like i'm learning a lot yeah it's good it's good it's good all right I, i've got some comments here there's someone from omni Omi, Omi, right? Saying, if you say that you believe mum's colluding, what happens after? Because there's minimal evidence at that point. You just got to gather the evidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. If there's any questions on the screen you want to address, then you go for it, Lashante. Um, after that, 
Um, all comes with time. I'm guessing about you know assessments. Um. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I promise you the skill to ask question comes. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that. Um. I- at section 47, do you need consent of parents to see child or not? I'm two weeks into law lectures, so very new. No, because at that point, you've got some sort of power to do what you need to do, right? You don't need consent, but they can still stop you. Okay. But you can override that, right? If you want to go to the school and meet them, the parents can't stop you. Right, if, right. Yeah. That's right. Let's say they're homeschooled. You can't make them mm-hmm. do it. So you got to negotiate that or depending on what the referral is let's say it's something around abuse and we're really worried mm-hmm. we can get the police in there yeah 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 and that's ugly ugly as hell mm. Mm. go on sorry um i always say at the start of meeting someone that i'm going to ask some personal and hard questions which if they do not want to answer they don't have to but it's important as it will be able Oh, it's cut off. But I'm guessing, yeah, that's a really good um, point to make, though. Because you're setting the tone of the meeting. And I feel like that's crucial as well, because it's, like, not feeding into the narrative that, you know, we just come to take the child, that's all we care about. But we genuinely want to know what's going on, how we can support. Um, So I love that. At section 17, do you need it? I'm guessing consent. Is section 17 not child in need? Sorry, what was that? Um, it wasn't really a full question, but I guess it was in relation to getting consent. So someone asks at section 17, do you need it? I'm not sure what the question is, but section yeah. 17 just means we need to do an investigation okay. into the family with consent. We don't have mm-hmm. the ability to override it at that point. Yeah. Um, I've got some more questions yeah, here. Yeah. How do you manage your personal views um, and professional views when conducting assessments? So it depends what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So there are some times you're working with some people who just, they trigger you, like you just get mad at what they're doing, mm. right? I, I wish I could tell you on this life <laughs> what triggers me, but the parents might be watching, right? So I'm yeah, let's not do that. Right? But um, it's not necessarily, like something like abuse necessarily, or neglect doesn't necessarily trigger me. It worries me, but it doesn't trigger me. But <clears throat> how do I handle something like that? Let's say some, a parent's doing something that bugs the hell out of me or I'm worried about or cheese me off. I go back to the office and I vent. So <clears throat> I changed jobs today, so I've just left my workplace. But where I worked, we would go in and it's an open plan office. Mm-hmm. We've got the, the, the business team over just a just little distance away. They can hear everything we say. And then we've got other teams as well, like long-term mm-hmm. team, um, disabilities team over in one corner. So every, generally, you can help people the same. And sometimes people are coming in the office and they just start swearing, right? Look, man, I'm pissed off because mum's, dad's, and they're in school. And you need to do that. Yeah. You need to, you need a manager that will just say, yeah, come, come in the corner, tell me what's going on. You say, look, man, I don't like this woman. Because it's like that, man. There's some people out there that will trigger you like that. So you, you need your office or your manager should help you or your team should have a culture of letting you let out that steam. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you keep yourself safe while also maintaining professionalism if a parent does scare you? That's a good one. How do you keep yourself safe? I mean... You're talking about physical threats now, um, the potential for physical harm. Um, that's where you put in the work beforehand, right? Mm-mm. I'm thinking of running out, mate. But hey, <laughs> right. so this is it. Like, look, if you ain't, if you know you're not safe, mm-hmm. you cannot be going where it's not safe. 
Um, the, if the family has generally got a history of being unsafe, then it will go, uh, the, it will be a flag on the, on the account. Yeah. And your manager should be telling you. Or if it's a strategy meeting, they will say, look, do not go there alone. Mm-hmm. Do you have your phone on you? Do you got speed dial? You, you, you should not be going into it. Now, for someone like me, 99, 90% of the time, I will just go. I've never done a joint visit with someone because I feel unsafe, even though oh, at times really? I'm like, Wow. But because I'm a guy, I will think like that. Okay. Get me? Because of who point. I am as well. Huh? That's a good point there. Yeah, women feel like different about that. Mm. Yeah. But there are some women that are like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah it's super women. Right. <laughs> Red cape, yeah. blue suit. Yeah. Um, but a personality thing as well. Like some people like are scared by a lot. I've seen social workers that are just scared by are scared by everything. So, not how you feel, but are you unsafe? And if a social worker can't go beyond their feelings, which is answering the previous question as well, if you can't go beyond your feelings and say, actually, am I safe or what am I experiencing? As opposed to, is there a history of harm or is there a, where's the where's the evidence of someone going to, uh, that is going to hurt me? If you can't separate the two, you can't trust your judgments, even in the assessments. You get me? You've got to know the difference. That makes sense. You yeah. get me? So. Some parents, I, I've only had one parent threaten me that it was going to be a scuff. Ooh. Twice. I said to my manager, after the first time, I said, I don't think I can go back to that house, you know. And she said, okay, um, looking at the system, yeah, yeah, he's a bit like, um, we, know that, we know what he's like. So she said, give it a couple of days. Give it a couple of days. It turned out to be a week. And then she said, she got to go back. And any of the staff that was going to go with me weren't even going to be able to help me. Mm-hmm. The way this guy was moving. That's crazy. I went back, it was worse. And I said to my manager, I called her up straight away. I said, listen, I can't come back here. I think it's, I think, I don't know if it's the color of my skin or what. Is it, I'm a guy, is it my beard? I had a conversation with her. Got to go back. I went back the third time. Um, no, like, then we called him in for, um, PLO, meeting, meaning that we was look at taking his kids. The way he was moving, I was like, I don't want to call police. I just want to talk to the guy. I begged him, please talk to me. You know what happened at the end? Yeah. He's a good mate of mine. He apologized. I'm so sorry. Wow. So what was it? Was it fear of losing his kids? He hates the system. Right. There's always something, you know, I think. Yeah, but you, you don't go where it's not, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. You don't go where it's not safe, but everyone does what they do, you know. Um, sit near to the door, it's easy to get out, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if someone's going to hurt you, they're going to hurt you. But, it's, you know, we say these things. Leave that door open. <laughs> in, in the middle of winter, it's winter now, right? You're going to leave the door open. Well. <laughs> but you, you, can, you can do things like, let me meet you down the calf mm-hmm. and get that out of the way you know let's go for a walk or let me meet you down at the school let them meet you and get to know you and then you could build that trust but there's times when it's going to be like we think this family is aggressive and um we've got to see the house Mm -hmm. and there's no staff do you get me you might think yeah i'm calling the manager to come with me if there's no manager to go with you what are you going to do so this is the, the, the end of social work. Like we can plan around it. And I would say it's rare. I can't imagine that there are places where people are always trying to hurt you like that. I, I, that one time in a year and a half mm. was a show of aggression, but he never wanted to hurt me. Right. You get me? If he wanted to, he would have just done it. He would have done it. So it's not a common thing, but when it happens, it happens. I mean. You know, I think that's the side of social work that, you know, a body cam is not going to change nothing. What are you going to do? Walk with a taser? It's not going to save your life. If someone's going to hurt you, they're going to hurt you. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's like, that's me being honest. Mm. Mm-hmm. That would be different for everyone. There's differences, you know, social worker. They denied she went alone and got punched in the face. Yeah. Oh, man. I've got a question. Yeah, go on. 
so like <clears throat> scenario you get a referral and okay let's just keep on the same thing that we've been kind of discussing about you know physical abuse like so a child coming to school there's a bruise and you you're conducting your assessment so you're going to the house now you call the parents everything they're like yeah come over you know very we want you to be there come over and like everything is ticking the box like all the things that we mentioned here they're doing what? perfectly like yeah. basic care the house is neat food in the fridge the rooms are clean and they're like engaging with you so they're really showing you like and what was the, what was the referral about abuse like physical abuse like a bruise or something so like the parents are portraying that there's no issue like what's going on um but this is the referral at hand how do you ah so you want to get to the truth yeah ah <laughs> so the reality is you may not mm. Some cases you're gonna look. I'm going down this road because, okay, some cases you're gonna walk away from with a gut feeling, no, but you have zero evidence. Is that not the worst? Like, well, the, the question is this, right? Look, <clears throat> you speak to the parents, the parents are like. I would never hit my kid. You must be crazy. Mm -hmm. One thing I would never do. In fact, I want you to ask me questions. Yeah, I'm going to answer the questions how it's going to be answered. Mm -hmm. yeah? Go on, ask me some questions. So you're the parent. Um, so how do you like discipline your child? I just send him to his room. I will not tolerate bad behavior. So I send him to his room and that's it. Um, what are you, are you saying that I hit my child? No, I was hit growing up, I would never do that to my child. He's only saying that because he's an attention seeker. Oh. <laughs> I'm lost for words. <laughs> I'm lost for words because, okay, what now? You know what I mean? Like, what now? What now is you go to the child? Or you would have done the child first anyway. Yeah, and if the child was like, yeah, like my mum, this is what she does when she's mad, she hits me. Yeah. You go to mum and mum's saying a complete different story. So it's like child versus mum. Yeah. What, what then? I've never hit my child. That's abuse. That's disgusting. Oh my gosh. Okay. He's an attention seeker. Or what it is, I actually took him by the scruff of his neck and I carried him upstairs. Mm. So the referral says, oh, well, what's the bruise on the back of his neck then? Do you know something? I don't know how that got there because I don't hit my kids. Mm. And I'm happy for you to talk to school. You can spend all night up there with him. I'm cool. You are welcome to ask me any question I'll answer. See, that's sticky. Because <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere. It, it, it is really more bespoke. Like, you have to... The reality is, is that as much as we can get to the truth, if we have enough time mm. to investigate, because when you get a full caseload, it's difficult to spend all that time to get to the truth. And even then, you can start to get an opposite effect where you're riling up the family. You're, you're aggravating them now. Because we're kind of like pushing that. Not pushing, but we've got to do our job, which is something happened. And they're like, no, I've told you everything. Yeah. Which is just making the situation right. worse. Right. Mm. So I've had the case uh, where, the, where the kid said that mum was, you know, she did something in his back and punched him in his hair, kicked him in his... And mum's like, what the heck? The dad is like, you must be joking. Mm. The other uh, family member said, absolutely not. The kid asked the kid and the kid said, of course, she did this to me, she did that, she did that. And, and my conclusion was there's no abuse. No evidence of abuse. So... With that family, I, I believe that it was a misunderstanding because there was an altercation, but it wasn't what he said. But okay. that was his... So I, I said in the assessment, that was his perception of what he experienced. Right. So we put in a safety plan to say, in case that situation rises again, don't touch your kid. In, in, in short, yeah, don't touch, don't lay hands on, find another way to resolve it. 
-hmm. and so we have a good safety plan yeah you're not going to always know and that's the thing you're not going to always know but but there is a case where if i'm chatting too much you know you can stop me you know this is good this is really good i did have a case where a parent did do something to to a young child Mm -hmm. and it took me when i calculate them out of hours of conversation before they admitted what they did it was three hours lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details on two occasions one hour on one and two hours on another occasion and i deliberately took that long because i wanted the parents to see the parents to see that they were lying they were mm, that's it misleading yeah lying they're lying i think that's what's gonna rub me as a social worker like you know like i know we both know you're lying here yeah. and what is it doing other than just stealing time that we don't have mm. this is what i'm saying like i went in circles them and then when i did my assessment it was like look we're going child in need right don't unless you need consent to do that yeah you need they need to agree to that don't i said to the look i don't want to go child protection are you willing to work with us as a sort of in social care yeah i am okay let's work with a child need plan we're going to deal with some mm-hmm. of your anger issues um and we're going to show you how some give you some put in a couple of courses to help you parent effectively mm-hmm okay mom's like yeah thank you the second conversation was two hours so tell me about this so why did you do this and every time i asked them a question they would always divert and talk about other things around and that's a pattern you'll find in some parents you'll ask them direct questions why how did that mark get on that child mm-hmm. and you'll find some parents they won't answer they'll go and talk about other things don't you and as a social worker don't think that you can go and write circumstantial things in your assessment the assessment wants to know did mum do it when you ask mum and what was that answer mm-hmm. you get me and if, if you say mum said that she went out to a party and got drunk you haven't answered the question yeah you know? yeah that's true you get me like when you said to mum the question like, if there's a mark on a chick how did the mark get there mm-hmm. the mum's not saying she didn't do it and she's not saying she did it you listen to parents answers they will answer around, they will distract, they will t- answer my question. Then what happened? Okay, so then what happened? So then how did the marker get there? Two hours, can you believe that? Two hours. Anyway. Let's go through some of these comments. You guys are attacking away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unannounced visits, disguise compliance, um, see the child at the school. So these are all suggestions of what to do in that scenario. Um, it is the whole dilemma of unsubstantiated evidence to with section forty sevens and the adult slash child saying different things, but if there is no evidence of it, it makes it so hard. Yeah. You're not gonna solve every crime, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Is that hard? to get your head around that the fact that you're not gonna it, do that all the time. depends on what the allegation is like i say if i walk over a gut feeling that someone's being abused i'm like right. i right. will push that everyone's saying the right thing i will say in my assessment if i think there's abuse taking place on a little child or from a from an adult to a child um I'm going to write in the I'm going to write in my 47. It doesn't add up for me. Then you can do that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to have to dig and dig. Like, there, there needs to be congruence, like an agreement where, where the, this is something here and the, these, uh, how can I put this? So, um, child is saying the child's behavior 
they really uh, they're not they don't seem to be close to the parent when I'm there. You want to observe mm -hmm. things. This is like you're, you're building up your case of evidence. The child isn't really showing much affection to the family. Doesn't like to be touched. Doesn't want to sit near them. But out of their mouth, they're saying the right thing. Mm -hmm. Been mm -hmm. here. No. Okay. okay. Parents there saying everything that's perfect. Their home is perfectly clean. What the heck does that mean? Does that mean that they're innocent? Oh, they're a millionaire family. Well-spoken. You're going to have to talk to my lawyer about that. No, you may. I'm going to talk to you. Like, you know, I'm the social worker here. Stuff your lawyer. You know what I mean? I'm talking to you. I'm asking you straight questions. Because I, I don't believe them. Because the behavior of the child and what the parents saying and how the home is presenting doesn't add up right so, you know like your skills to dig and say because most of the cases i get we close them because they're not that concerning right mm -hmm. but when you get a, a child that's not acting right or a parent that's well too friendly in the light we, we did this last night too friendly in the light of the allegation that don't add up yeah that's scary can i make you something to drink do you want a cup of tea? What country mm. are you from? Yeah. I've got a friend in Jamaican as well. Wow. I've been to Jamaica. <laughs> All of that. Careful, man. That is crazy. And you see the kid. The kid don't want to be touched. The kid is don't want to talk to you. You're like, what the heck? So I'm putting that in your I'm going to put that in a 47. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, there's a lack of congruence here. Mm -hmm. I feel explore this further. Now, if when I do my assessment, um, I may not get the answer, but I'm going to write in the assessment if I think there's abuse. If I think there's abuse, I want to say this is a, is a situation where I cannot draw or infer to any concrete evidence. However, I have my reservations due to these issues. Mm -hmm. It's on paper. They're on notice. Sad thing. Yeah. That, that they, they, you, you leave that family and the child is therefore going to be groomed to keep their mouth shut, which is something that you can't control. Wow. You've got a lot of questions on there, man. We're going to have to go into the second session. <laughs> it looks yeah. like it. Yeah. it looks like Should we get some of these questions and then um, yeah, hold your questions to the next session, guys? Is that all right with you? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. All right, then go on, go on, fly through. Go on. Okay. Um, so what are some things that social workers tend to miss when completing assessments? Things that are like often overlooked? Wow. So yeah, that, that kind of question would be to me like as if I was a manager. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> do you know what? Let me see. Okay, we've got a little bit. Or is that too broad? No, it's not too broad. It's just that... <clears throat> Someone said family history. What do you mean? So when you're doing an assessment, there's a section in there to look at the family's history. Mm -hmm. And how you want to draw that up is up to you, but it, it's got to be kind of relevant to what's going on. Right. So it's like the family history. Does the family have a history of social service involvement? Yes or no? Oh, okay, police, okay. police involvement, family history. Johnny's not been going to school. We know that mm. for properly since he was eight years old. Or parents split up when you know you're drawing a lot of the history to kind of make a picture to say this is why we're we're a bit worried. Um, sometimes that can be missed out. I think that's an individual thing. So, you know, you'd have to ask a manager. There's a manager on now, but that was my old manager there. I can say it now. Oh, yeah. uh, Pippo down there. Yeah. Oh, amazing. so yeah, and she says family history. So you'd better ask a manager. Him. She does all the market uh, QA of the oh, assessments. Actually, what you said, history of previous involvement, relationships, in mum, repeat TV fixing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's laughing at me. She always laughs at me. Um, so, I think where I work, worked, there's a lot of cases of where parents just keep repeating the cycle of abusive relationships. Right. Now, if you've got a case where a, a, someone's been hitting a child, for example, or mum's homeless, because you've got to 
look at the history to understand these are actually cycles. They've been through this before. Mom's, this is mum's third DV relationship. They mm-hmm. only know how to get people. Like what it is, because there's a lot of, there's guys out there, right? If you've got a child as a mum, you, you can get housing. Yeah. Guys, they can't just get housing. So there's guys out there who are at the low end of working class, mm-hmm. economically. They find a girl. She's going to have a kid. She's going to, he's going to get, get in bed with her. And he's going to have to keep that girl happy because he needs someone to live. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to start busting her head. Mm-hmm. But because she's got no self-esteem, <laughs> this is it. This is... <laughs> Yeah, because she's got her, she ain't leaving him. She's gonna wait till he knocks out one of her teeth before she calls the police. Mm-hmm. And there's kids involved. Third time, two baby fathers, three baby fathers. This is real, 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 real. Mm-hmm. Um. So you you got you kind of kind of in some of these cases you can infer in. To the, from the history, but some of the cases, the history does, is, is kind of irrelevant. But mm. that's a manager there, she'll tell you. It gives an indication of who is in the background. So in cases like, um, cases like that that you just mentioned, does that link to her parenting capacity? Yeah. Because it's like she's unable to create like a safe environment for that child so, to be stable. Well, look, if, you're, if you're in a, in a relationship with someone, yeah. Is beating you up. How yeah. well can you parent? And and mm. and and I had this situation where I had to tell a mum, if you don't start being more affirmative, then we're going to have to assume that you are not a protective factor for your child. I'm a good parent. I'm a good. No, you need to mm. get up in a situation where you are safe. It's your responsibility. The pair, the guy's not in the home. What's going on? So, abuse does impact how people think in general. I mean, if, if I know a, a mum is, um, I'm, I'm giving the classics here, so I'm always saying mum, because I know what it is, right? This is what it is. If I know that the mum's in a DV relationship, there's times when the, the, the dad or the boyfriend is not hurting the kids at all, because he would never do that. He'd only be doing, only be doing it to mum. But then, her emotions and her mental state will impact some of her decision making because when people are desperate they do stupid things that's true and with these kids sometimes you'll see them they've got like 70 percent attendance they're falling asleep in school their clothes are on iron mum's too stressed because that and she's not doing breakfast for them and all that you know that that's what's that's what's happening um so you start to see a level of neglect taking place yeah that's good all right we're gonna start session two yeah. now yeah part two <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right people listen i'm gonna start the second session now i'll see you in about 30 seconds okay cool all right.